their whole um, saying there was no shoes, no shirt, no problem. No pants. No problem. <laughs> no, no nothing. No uh, sandals. I would suggest sandals and sunscreen. Jamaica? And that's it. Oh, okay. At the office? Yeah. <laughs> So this is the Off Five. Howdy. Welcome to the Off Five podcast. Where we talk about the podcast. The, the TV show. Oh, The Office. <laughs> Not the podcast. This is Addie. I'm Urkel Grew. <laughs> this is Nathan. <laughs> or Urkel Grew. Either one. Uh, this episode is season three, episode 10. It's called Back from Vacation. 10? Is that right? I think I guess it, so. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, but you know what's different about this date? January 4th, 2007. We're in 2007, finally. This is, we've been doing this podcast for three years now. We have? Because we started in 2005, <laughs> and now it's 2007. And <laughs> only one year time. away from Obama. Ugh, yeah. What are they still in the Bush era? Yeah. Can you believe it? Gross. We're winning the war on terror and eating whatever we wanted. Yeah. And I mean, soon change, what was it again? Change believe in change or change hope? something about hope yeah I don't yeah know. it seems like a dream now a fever dream yeah <laughs> that couldn't have been true <laughs> yeah uh well 2007 good music because i was the age where you think music is good like what like the strokes well they're getting a little long in the tooth by 2007 i don't know i was probably listening to like justice justice or maybe that's beaver no <laughs> uh you know listening to some of that new electronic dance music that was sweeping the nation and uh and then before i went back to my indie rock hole where i live yeah <laughs> and i said ah the sun yeah i was gonna say like i i think i waited until that um electronic dance music turned to like electronic chill music before i got on that bandwagon oh man i hate chilling oh really yeah i can tell yeah Shut up. <laughs> Wikipedia is the best thing ever. In this episode, Michael Scott... This is where we read the Wikipedia entry, if that's not evident from the name. <laughs> in the episode, Michael Scott returns from his vacation in Jamaica and has a luau in the warehouse to celebrate... To celebrate. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> it is revealed that he went to Jamaica with Jan Levinson when oh. a racy photograph of him and Jan is circulated. Who sent it originally? I guess we'll never Toby. know. Toby. <laughs> Meanwhile, Karen Filippelli and Jim Halpert have an argument over Karen's living situation, leading to Pam Beasley offering him advice. Yeah, it's not really an argument, at least that we see. Mm -hmm. I think they fought at home. Yeah. They probably fought in the car. Because they don't share a home. Right. Yeah. And well, they don't want to. No, well, they don't want to. They shouldn't even be living near each other, I don't think. Not two minutes away. It's too close. I mean... I mean, I was kind of shocked that they've only been dating for one month, you know? That's true. For Karen to move. I mean, realistically, I think she moved to be with Jim mm -hmm. after one month. That's bold. You, she's a premature <coughs> relocator. <laughs> I think you're getting two things mixed up there in that term, but we'll go with it. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think they had this argument while having rum and Cokes at the Days Inn by the pool where kids are screaming. <laughs> And they're trying to yeah. enjoy it. And they couldn't bring glass in, so it was in just a plastic cup. And it's like Christmas time, so it's really cold. 
Yeah, and then Jim was like, I'm going back to the hotel room. Yeah, and they're in the Karen little dome. And was like, I only have um, one key, so go back to your house. And he said, 10 well, minutes away. What was that room number again? 233. 228. 228. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good, good try. It's the same, <laughs> same room that The Shining took place in. <laughs> okay, well, anyway. Great Scott Productions and Trivia. Go ahead. I don't have anything. Uh, this is the first script written by Justin Spitzer. Spitzer. And whenever I hear the name Justin Spitzer... I think of that intern that they try to get at the job fair. Oh, yeah, Justin. But uh, doesn't he look like a spitzer? Yeah, he does. It's like he's the ugly duckling that turned into the prince. Yeah. <laughs> turned into a frog. <laughs> um, and he directed 11 episodes eventually. This is the first one. But he also directed Shareholder Meeting and Product Recall which notably, because those have a lot of drama and chaos, I would say. Yeah, I love Product Recall. Can't wait for that. Um, I'm happy that Justin Spitzer's on the scene. Julian Farino served as the episode director. He only directed, I think, one other episode, but you might be surprised to know what it is. Is it The Negotiation? Oh, it, you know what? It's the deposition. But I was getting him confused. I realized that as I was saying it. That's not her favorite episode. It's my favorite episode. <laughs> <laughs> One of. Anyway. Those are both coming up. Oh, my God. Can't believe it. Yeah. And he also directed a couple Sex in the Cities. <gasps> Overlap. But I didn't uh, recognize the names of those episodes right off the bat. It wasn't the big time. It sure wasn't. Because we know that one. We really do. Pretty thoroughly. Let's do the Finer Things Club. <laughs> okay. One of the things that I found really fine about this episode was that I learned that Jamaicans don't have a word for impossible. Wow. Yeah. Wait, don't they speak English? Yeah, and actually the word is impossible. Actually, they just don't know that word. Because they're so optimistic. Yeah, exactly. The Jamaican brothers (laughs) are a lot more optimistic than Stanley Hudson. That's true. Oh, I had that in a, you never expect you're the murderer for Michael. (laughs) Oh, no. One of my favorite things is when they're coming into the conference room and Michael says, settle in, settling, 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 and settled (laughs) when Karen's sitting down. And it's really awkward because it highlights the fact that there was an empty chair next to Jim and she just bypassed that and went (gasps) to the back of the room. Oh my God. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I was so pans over you're laughing too hard you didn't even notice it pans over to jim and he looks down at the empty chair like okay oh that's true he does it's like i wish pam were sitting here i mean settling and karen i mean karen Karen, that's her name because that's who i've settled for (laughs) oh oh no but yes true yeah I like the packaging at DunderMifflin.com, which could easily be mixed up with Packer at DunderMifflin.com. I I think we should... Send them an email? Yeah. It's like the song... Five... What was it? Five, Eight, seven, six, four, seven, five, <laughs> three, three oh, nine. Like, that one? Yeah. They probably had to like discontinue that number because they were getting so many calls, but... And, and, that's, and that's only a seven-digit number, which means it's in every specific area code you can do that oh. you have a separate number that you have to deactivate but i think a lot of them just like make a recording of that song oh really let's try it okay you can keep talking um but yeah we should definitely send an email to packaging at dundermifflin.com i was thinking of like breaking bad where people go to that one house walter white lived in and throw pizzas on the roof like almost every single day and it's just a rental house in albuquerque oh that's <laughs> too bad but, or good i mean if you like pizza 
on the roof. <laughs> and uh, it would be like that, like people just sending this photo to that email address all the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, Wait, what's what's the number though? Five four seven eight six, six seven, seven five three zero okay, nine. I was one off. I put eight. Okay, let's type it in. Jenny. Eight, six, seven, Hello, five, is this Jenny? Three, oh, <laughs> oh my god! If it's a person that answers, I'm gonna like a real. We need you to dial both the area code and phone number so we can complete your call. Do nine seven zero because that's where we're at. How many languages does it do? Just oh, just two. Just Spanish and English. No, it's okay. Never mind. That was sad. I thought I was going to do the recording. Or say, hey, this is Jenny. Leave a message. <laughs> hey, this is Tommy Two-Tone. I married Jenny. <laughs> this is Jenny Two-Tone. Leave us a message. And our dog, Barky Two-Tone. <laughs> um, okay. Well, well, we'll send a message to packaging at Dutter Mifflin and let you know how that goes. Um, oh, Mailer Damon just sent us a response. So they really appreciated the the picture. <laughs> what what do you have for finer things? Uh, well, that was one, but I like Urkel grew because yeah, Urkel I was grew. watching it with the subtitles on, and it contains grew. It's U R K E L space G R U E, and yeah, grew is oh. the name of the character that Steve Carell plays in. Despicable me, me two, two, three, <laughs> and four. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like Urkel Grew too because Jim calls that back later on. Classic. He says, oh, Urkel, Urkel Grew. Grew. <laughs> German woman named Urkel Grew. <laughs> um, I like when Toby comes into Michael's office and um he says, "Can I talk to you?" And Michael goes, "Not now, not ever." And then he says, if you're the one that distributed this photo, I'm calling the cops right now. Um, and he's like, no, I got it from my ex-wife who I don't even speak to. Yeah. and That whole exchange. Well, then I had the subtitles on. So I didn't really remember the line after that where Michael says, this is probably the icebreaker you need. <laughs> like, like, right away. <laughs> to start talking to your ex-wife again. Um, I wonder what it's hot in here means. That I wrote down for finer things. Oh, when Dwight takes off his jacket. Oh, yeah. I think he's going to give it to Pam. Exactly, yeah. So Pam is out in the hallway crying and Dwight comes over to comfort her and you think, oh, he's going to put his jacket around her shoulders. Although I don't know what that would do. Yeah, I know, it's a weird gesture. But then... He should have just thrown it in a puddle. Yeah, or put it down on her feet. <laughs> yeah. or near her feet. So she should have bathed over. her feet in fine perfumes and ointments. Yeah, and his hair. Um, but instead, he ties it around his waist. It's hot in here. So take off all sports coats. <laughs> I so am getting so hot. I'm going to take sports coat off. So your PMS is pretty bad, huh? Exactly. I love when people say that to me. You yeah, know? do you? When I'm, when I'm just like in a bad mood. Oh, so your PMS is pretty bad, huh? <laughs> It's like, that's exactly what I needed to hear right now. Thank you. I <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah. I bet that helps a lot. No. My premenstrual syndrome. Yeah, it is actually really bad. Thanks. Do you have any ibuprofen? It's kind of like a... Or mood stabilizer? Yeah, do you have a mitol? <laughs> it's kind of like a perfect thing to say because if you act mad, it's like they're winning even more. Yeah. Which is actually well, a great way to win online Facebook arguments too. You're yeah. going to say something where however they act 
it'll be proving your point more than if they hadn't acted. And if they don't act, it'll look like you just won. It's delicate balance. But yeah, that it really is. But also like super sexist thing to say to women. Yeah, but in Facebook fights, I feel like it's useful. I need to keep that in mind. Right, right. Yeah. Because apparently I get in Facebook fights now. Yeah. Oh, do you? Cool. I guess. We should uh, team up. Yeah, we really should. And then be like, I don't know this person, <laughs> yeah, but they made a great point. I know. That's that's my favorite is when like I'm a basically... stranger steps in and you're like, thank you, um, yeah. at Nathan Renly. <laughs> I'm a Trump voter and even I agree with her. <laughs> <laughs> I actually voted for Ted Cruz and I, I really disagree with. I voted for his beard and then I voted for vice president. I voted for um... Harambe. He has a great beard. Had. Sorry. R.I.P. Um, and, okay, the last one I got is Daryl with his iPod. And I don't know how you can't remember this scene because it's so it's so disconnected from everything else that's happening. Because they're having a luau in the warehouse. I guess they're doing inventory, right? Daryl comes out, holds up his, his iPod or iHome dock. Speaker, yeah. And goes, I found him. I knew he'd turn up. <laughs> This is the greatest day of my life. Which is weird now and in he was 2019. Married before. He was married? Well, he had a kid. One of those should be the greatest day of his life more so than the iPod, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that like in 2019, I don't think we're grasping the um, real, you know, just uh, weight that an iPod really had in 2007 now. That's right. You know? I went and to an home. Oh, I mean, man. those were that was to have like even the plugin that matched up with it. Mm-hmm. The dot, like the it's little like pin connector. You could you had the world at your fingertips as long as you paid ninety nine cents per song. No, you rip I your mean, CDs you could, on there. Yeah, you could. Or LimeWire. <laughs> or Pirate Bay. Yeah, yeah, Pirate Bay. That was that one went a long time. Yeah, um, it's actually found my old iPod, and I. Used it in my car today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Was it the best day ever for you? It was the best day of my life so far. But back then in 2007, when I went to parties, the iPod plugged into the stereo was like the classic thing. That was what was playing. And people would go over sometimes and like change the song, you know? Like Mm -hmm. at the end of the song, if they're Mm -hmm. being tasteful, not in the middle of it. You have to wait till the end. You have to kind of know the song that's on so you don't go over there too early. Um, And then they would... At this one house I went to parties at, at some point during the, every night, they would play um, FHG by Tenacious D. You know that song? Mm-hmm. And like everyone in the house, maybe like 50 people or something, whoever they were, would like stop what they were doing and come to the living room and sing it, like scream it. Oh, that's amazing. It, it was pretty like, I like fun. That. It was like cool the first time. And then it was like the more it happened, the the more fun it got because it was like more of a tradition. The first time it was like, who are these weirdos like yelling? Because I don't, you know, I wasn't one of them that first time. But then like eventually it was like, it was like all the who's down in Whoville were singing about um, teamwork. Yeah, we do that now at my house with um, Return of the Mac. Do you know that song? No. Oh. Okay, never mind. Do you know that song? (laughs) I mean, I I feel like I've only listened to it at like three in the morning. So if I heard it now, I'd be like, oh, so that's what it sounds like. Out of context. Yeah. I'm not sure I recognize it. Yeah, exactly. It's only when I'm trying to sleep because I have to work the next morning. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay, so what do we have next? We got to have YouTube come down to film this. Uh, Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So, I mean, camera work this 
episode was a lot of through the blinds. So there's a lot of conversations that seem kind of secretive. For example, Jim and Pam talking about Karen and like, I guess Pam just giving Jim advice. Mm -hmm. She could tell that something was going on with him and he wasn't really willing to tell her. I don't blame him because that's kind of awkward, but I'm glad that he did, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Was Um, she glad that he did? No. She was pretty upset about it. She didn't act like it in front of him, but. Well, we'll talk about that. Okay. But yeah, through the blinds, same thing with Dwight and Michael. Um, Same thing with Jan and Michael. Always filming through the blinds. Just kind of puts it in context of like being a mockumentary. Yeah. Um, Just having the camera crew like running after Michael when he's going down to the warehouse and like trying to do damage control and put out fires. I think that's what I was talking about with that directing style where I kind of like felt the energy. Yeah. Especially that scene. You That's never really, really powerful. Because he goes down there and then they've got the the picture up and they're giving him a cl- applause and he's like, huh? Yeah. And then he like turns runs. around and runs back like after he was cool while he was down there. Yeah. And you'll notice that the camera crew or at least one cameraman was already down in the warehouse to like film him entering the warehouse. Kind of interesting to have someone following him with a camera and then once he opens the door there's already somebody downstairs filming him from down below yeah i wonder if they called that person over because they saw him get the call from the warehouse yeah and then get down there like he's about to enter or maybe there's always a camera down there just nothing interesting happens it's (laughs) just like bro you have moved this paper it's like when um daryl says mike we're really busy down here and he's eating chicken wings (laughs) with his feet up and because michael's like Oh, so you forwarded that email? Did you f- also forward the one that I said, like, yeah. hey, this is a mistake? Mike, we're very busy down here. <laughs> he forwarded that first email within seconds. I know. Oh, wait, Packer wait, wait. got it from somebody else. We're, we're going out of... We're we got to keep the structure. Okay. Keep the Keep the, the sanctity. That's right. <laughs> we got to make sure YouTube comes down to film this. That is basically all I had as well. They, okay. Sometimes they had multiple cameras outside the blinds, but... Still feel like you'd be able to see a gigantic camera on the other side of the blinds, but you know, it helps a little bit with the privacy. Yeah. Uh, and it makes it feel more intimate. Yeah. More secretive in a way. What about fashion show, fashion show, fashion show at lunch? I mean, all I had was that Pam's style in this episode is just not on point. Oh, really? Harsh. Yeah. What about Michael's little braided string thing in his hair that he like dangles in <laughs> Pam's face? <laughs> Oh, and it has like the red, yellow, and green beads, the Rasta beads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good look, you know? I yeah. mean, he can totally it's pull bold. it off. <laughs> it's, it's, um, you know, it, it shows that he really just like is chilling with it. Yeah, it might be cold in Scranton, Pennsylvania this Christmas, but at least I get a little bit of the island vibe from Michael's hair. From the brothers. Yep. <laughs> Stanley's brothers. Um, okay. And. Let's do crack open a cold open where we talk about the cold open of this episode. Okay, so this is where Jim is basically running a meeting mm-hmm. because Michael is gone. Question. How long do you think Michael was gone? Because they hmm. had to put someone else in charge of meetings. I mean, how long is a cruise usually? Like four days? I don't think it was a cruise. I think he's at a resort. So they flew down there? The world's largest freshwater pool. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think they flew there. Okay, so they fly down to Jamaica. He had two tickets to paradise. But Pack your bags so we were leaving the day after tomorrow. 
did we mention this in the other episode? You can't just change who's going on a flight like that anymore. It, you know. Yeah. September 11th, man. Never forget that we can't change our flights anymore. <laughs> or bring any aerosols. So hairspray's out of the question. That's right. Um, Actually, I worked at the airport when they changed the rule about bringing liquids on the plane. Yeah. I was working that day. <laughs> and they just announced it that day. There was, was no warning. Day, there was a day that that happened. I I feel like it would be like a slow rollout. Like, mm. Mm, you can have that liquid, but not that one. Okay, next day. No, you can have that liquid. Well, can't. I listened to an episode of Rachel Maddow where they explained why that's the case. It's because they had just discovered, and I think it had taken down a plane, or maybe it almost did, but they, they just discovered how to make explosives into a soda can. Oh. And that's what, ha- they found it, and there was like, information that that was going to be used so they had to do it that day they couldn't like give a warning about it because oh, because so they didn't want it happening that day while they were doing the rollout do you remember what day it was no but it was just a huge pain because then like some mom would be there and then she'd be like but i have my breast milk that i milked can i bring this and we were like i don't know you're like let <laughs> me ask uh, my supervisor real quick we didn't know what to do and then she's like what if i drink some of it in front of you or something and we were like yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that came out of Please you. Don't do that. What if Please you just don't. pop a, like, a zit and, 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 and drink that? <laughs> that's also out of you. No, I don't know. We, it was it was the worst. Um, People were so mad. They wanted their big shampoos on the plane. I Yeah. I, there was a, a woman in front of me one time and she had a container of, um, of food and the TSA agent was like, Sorry, ma'am, you can't bring this soup on the airplane. And she was like very insistent that it's not soup, it's stew. It's mostly and solid. It was like, what if I add, what if I add 20 uh, oyster crackers to this? Yeah. It'll be it's solid. It's solid. Pretty much solid. Yeah, it'll be like a mush. And they're like, I'm sorry, you can't bring this soup. It's stew, though. Like, I can have stew. And I was like, just, no, you can't. You Next- can't have stew. You can't have soup. Don't bring it on the plane. You now know? you're going to tell me I can't bring this stick of lit dynamite on the plane. <laughs> Next thing you tell me, I can't bring this ninja throwing star. Like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. My TSA? file. This is just my important work files for Mr. A Knife. <laughs> Mr. A Knife. Oh, man. He's a big client. Um, <laughs> so Jim's conducting this meeting. It's probably, I would say, five to seven days. Oh, the Jamaica trip. Okay, yeah. He might have gotten a few of those off for Christmas. It seems like just like a weekly check-in. Like, all right, you got to sell cardstock. And Jim's just like, sell cardstock. I feel like that's my management style, too. Is like, all right, well, they told us we have to do this. So do this. <laughs> because he <laughs> doesn't treat on. them like idiots. Yeah. He doesn't like, okay, so the way we so could do that is by suggesting it. It's like, yeah. yeah, we're salespeople. We know. Yeah. It's a sales meeting, right? Yeah. Because who's there? Andy, Phyllis, Stanley. Jim. Pam is there. But she's probably taking notes. Yeah. Even though Dwight is also taking notes in a way. In a tape recorder way. But he's going to write a transcript. So this whole prank where Jim starts describing things that are happening. Oh, Karen's there because she's a salesperson. Oh, yeah. Uh, This prank where Jim starts describing things that are happening wouldn't really work because... Dwight's going to write up the transcript so he could just omit this part. Yeah. But I really like this prank. I think this is the kind of prank that's not only a, you know, like a dig on Dwight. It's making 
a terrible part of their job more fun and like creative. And yeah. you can tell that by how everyone acts except for Andy. Yeah. Well, even though he is like delighted that it's happening. So Yeah. It's true. And I think even Michael would get a kick out of it. I don't think that he would find it, you know, inappropriate. He Does he be, find anything inappropriate? He might be pretty mad that Dwight didn't get his Jim Carrey autograph though. Yeah, that's true. That's what I was actually thinking too. I was like Michael would love this because he would think that Jim Carrey was actually there. Yeah. Um, I wonder where the Muppets baby reference came from because I felt that was kind of off the wall. Um, well, that's an older... Like, did you ever watch Muppet Babies? No. Me either because it's like... It's an older cartoon, I think. Yeah. So I think it'd be more associated with like people that are like five to ten years older than us. Okay. So, I don't know. For us, it'd be like... Or for me, I, it would be like Animaniacs or something. Yeah, Like, I would mean, be like the oldest thing that I would probably reference. Yeah, and I know, like, Animal from the Muppets, but, like, Muppet Babies, I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah, I've, but, I know what it looks like. I know what the Muppet Babies look like in relation to the Big Muppets, but I've never seen that show. Yeah. Um. So here's the, the things that he says are happening. Dwight's not wearing pants. Then he's fully nude, holding a plastic knife to Stanley's neck. Then he's wearing a bonnet. And then Jim Carrey just walked in. <laughs> and then Andy is cutting off Phyllis's head with <laughs> but you know when phyllis says jim carrey just walked in to the conference room later on jim carrey will just walk into the conference room when he applies to be the job of regional manager i can't wait for that actually i don't really like jim carrey so he's doing a weird character he's not jim carrey you're not a not a fan Mm -mm, no let me list off some of his killer roles okay Lloyd Christmas, Dumb and Dumber. I knew you were going to say Dumb and Dumber. I'm not a fan. Ace Ventura. Ace, Ace Ventura. Ventura. Uh, somebody's name, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Probably his Blech. best movie ever. What? Mm. I like, the only movie I like with him is the um, Truman Show. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah, I like that one. Because it makes you think. What about Liar Liar? Boring. Okay, write in to the off 5 podcast at gmail.com and tell Addie she's wrong about, about Jim Carrey's older work. <laughs> or any of Jim Carrey's work. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what else do we have here? Kevin's Chili's. Oh, yeah, Kevin's Chili's. So what is the song? Feeling hot, hot, hot. Do you not know? Ole, 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 ole. Uh, I'm going to do this from off the top of my head because I didn't look it up. But hot, hot, hot. Is written by Buster Mariah Carey. Poindexter. <laughs> nice. Uh, Buster Poindexter. And it's like a really big song in the UK, I think. Okay. Uh, it's kind of a big song here. But Buster Poindexter is the alter ego of, I think his name is Yo Johan. No, something. Ah, I can't remember his name. But he's the singer of the New York Dolls, proto punk okay. band. And then he got this really big hit with Hot Hot Hot. Is it just a uh, one hit that he did by himself? I think so. Isn't but Buster Poindexter is like you know he's like a like a nerd what a name, name, right? Okay, here we go. I looked it up now. Buster Poindexter and his Banshee of Blue, <laughs> uh, feeling hot, hot, hot by the Merrymen in 1988. Uh, feeling, you know hot, what? I might hot, have been hot. wrong about some of that. <laughs> I mean, go ahead and just write into the off five at gmail dot com and. The off I podcast at gmail.com and let Nathan know what he's wrong about. Okay. It was written by a Montes- Montserration musician. 
Arrow. Uh, and it was 1982 studio album, Hot, Hot, Hot. The song became an instant dance floor hit and was later covered by artists around the world, most notably in 1987 by American singer Buster Poindexter. So I guess that was a cover. That was David Johansson, or, yeah. And he's the singer of the New York Dolls. Okay, so I guess he didn't write it. But his is the version that Close most enough. people know. Yeah. I think. Anyway. Cool. Okay, so that was good. That was a song. We got a, a reference to a book, Maxim Magazine okay if you call that a book yeah you ever read that um i read a couple of the episodes i mean versions of it for the articles just the articles yeah i remember i would buy a maxim sometimes when i was in like high school and it was like funny it was like a funny really? but then it they like did a retooling of it and i read it again later and it was just i don't know i don't think it was just my sense of humor i really feel like they stopped making jokes it was just like a broy yeah swimsuit mag i can i can see it being kind of broy but there's a big place that's mentioned. Jamaica. Yep. <laughs> uh, Sandals, Jamaica. Sandals, Jamaica, the all-inclusive resort. There's actually two sandals in Jamaica because you need one for each foot. That's what I was going to say. Is <laughs> Are they Birkenstocks? <laughs> yeah. No, one of them is the Sandals Royal Plantation Oco Rios. And the other one is the Sandals in Montego Bay. I would do Montego. Formerly Sandals Carlisle. I think that's the one that Jan and Michael went to. Because he says she wanted to go to Montego Yeah. Bay. Which, is that a reference to um, a Loggins and Messina song? Probably the other way around, right? Yeah. Like, wouldn't they write the song about a place rather than them naming a place after a song? I just think that, like, in one of the songs, it's like, she wanted to go to Mo- No, never mind. What about when uh, they named Margaritaville after that after, Jimmy Buffett song? Yeah. They're like, what should we call this <laughs> restaurant chain, Jimmy Buffett? Just another tequila sunrise. Oh, that's the Eagles, right? Yeah. So that was That's different. also a reference. <laughs> I'm so on with pop culture. Yeah. I'm so in. She knows all the Eagles songs. I Well, the greatest hit. What did you think of their latest greatest hits? <laughs> latest and greatest. <laughs> the latest. I only know the greatest. I don't. I don't go for the deep cuts, especially with the Eagles. Last reference. This isn't really a reference, but it's just like they cut off their T one line, which is their internet, just to stop the email from getting out. T one. Yeah. Never heard of that. So was that, that was like the prequel that? to T two, the Terminator. You've got mail. I don't think so. <laughs> Do you know that reference? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I remember that. Get off the phone. I'm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm using the or all the way around. Oh, let's let's do second drink. That's what I was just gonna say. Second, the second beverage. We're both drinking the same thing, so I'll let you tell us about it. Cucumber Crush from Ten Barrel Brewing here in Colorado. Because I mean, it's just oh. Anheuser Brewing Bush. Is it? Yeah. Oh, Ten Barrel is. Yeah. <sighs> but they make this beer is Bummer, good, dude. I know. I almost bought the twelve pack that had the lemon, raspberry, apricot, and cucumber, and then the guy was like. Nah, I didn't like the lemon, and I was like, okay, I'll just get the six-pack of the cucumber. Oh, cucumber beverages are the best. They really are. It's so refreshing. I know. Cucumber what? gin. Cucumber water. Ugh. Cucumber on my eyes. They had a <laughs> they had a cucumber rockstar diet energy drink that was so delicious, and I wish they would bring it back. It was like, oh, cucumber. Uh, it's a yeah, mild I flavor, but you got to put it in a liquid. Yeah, it's really underappreciated. I feel like it's like onions. No onions. one realizes how good onions are when they're sautéed and anything. That's right. You could uh, get a, one of those spring onions. What are they called? Little ones? Um, Little onions. Oh, 
Yeah, what are those called? Green onions. Yeah. Uh, you can just eat those if you want bad bread. Diced up. What is it called? Chives? No, no, no. What are chives then? Chives are something different. Um, green onions are also... Are you looking it up? Uh, green... Or that song Green Onion by Booker T and the MGs? Um, is that a pop culture reference? <laughs> oh, chives are an herb and green onions are part of an onion. What is green onion? What's the other name for it, though? All right, I'm searching green onions, a.k.a. Scallions? Yeah, scallions. That's why I was like... Scallions sound like scallops. Sound like seafood. Scallions. like I don't want to eat them. Okay, we'll just call it green onions. From now on, on the off five, Thank it's you. just green onions. Never yeah. say that word. SoCal. <laughs> SoCal onions. Um, yeah, this is the best second drink we've ever done. <laughs> we learned something. <laughs> and I hope you probably not because it was really common. You're probably knowledge. yelling at us. Scallions! <laughs> it's scallions! It's scallions, you idiots! Damn it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so let's do the characters. Great. Unless you have a question. And you know what? We've been going kind of long, but those characters are actually pretty short because a lot of characters didn't do anything in this episode. No. Here's some um, of the characters I don't think did anything. You can tell me if they did. Okay. Ryan? Nope. Kelly? No. Meredith? Absolutely not. Oscar's not there? Correct. Stanley? Stanley just had a plastic knife to his neck and wanted a better bonus. Oh, that's right. That's a good scene. Yeah. Because... He says, I'm glad you're here. And then Michael says, it's good to see you too. And it's kind of similar to that other scene where, where Jan comes in to talk to him. And he's like, what did you do today? And he's like, uh, nothing. How, how are you? And he's like, I don't care how your, how your day was or something like that. Uh, Creed? No. Phyllis contributes to the cold open, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Hannah's gone. Oh, yeah. Hannah quit. Hannah quit due to... Uh, mother in the workplace issues mm-hmm. and michael might have to be deposed <laughs> it's kind of serious yeah i think all the other characters did at least something so what about kevin kevin he is taking the poster home because he doesn't have a lot of art in his um apartment so it's kind of like a manet gives you the feeling of looking at jen <laughs> exactly more it's, so than like literally looking like jen it's more of a um I don't know, impressionism mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of art. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. much so. Mm-hmm. 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 That's about it for Kevin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. There we go. Uh, Toby, we get at that nice moment that we already mentioned where he says nine different people emailed him this. And he's trying oh, to let yeah. Michael register. Yeah. And But then I was thinking, Toby, why don't we just wait and see what happens? Yeah. Let's just see what happens. If it's a casual thing, there's really no need. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Toby. he wants to register the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Skeevy little perv. As a registered sex partner. <laughs> See, there's another registered. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a callback to another episode? It's like... Uh, yeah, the off five, yeah. It, it's we're like, getting deeper. It's like we, we uh, you know, we're not repeating jokes now, but we're kind of like calling back on jokes, so... Well, that's okay. That gets that meta. That rewards the... Yeah, the listener. It sounds bad when we don't even remember it, though. <laughs> that's not as good. It's like, oh, it's an inside joke that you remember these jokes because they've said them before, but they don't remember that they said them before. <laughs> Isn't first, that fun? 51st podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay, so who else do we have? Oh, so Dwight's on a mission. Um, is it okay if we talk about Dwight? Yeah. He's on a mission called Jamaica Jan Sun Princess, but he does he's not allowed to know the details. <laughs> Although Michael's kind of forced to tell him the details because he has to know the details in order to complete the mission. And he's pretty involved in, you know, trying to put out the fire that Michael started, as well as comforting Pam during her premenstrual syndrome. I love that moment where Dwight comes in to comfort Pam, and then he's like, where did he go, or something like that. Oh, yeah, who did this? Yeah, he assumes that it's like somebody physically did it. Just like how he assumes the way he dies, is like someone putting him in a chokehold. Yeah. Uh, And when she says nothing, it's like nobody. Then you like see him, and he like realizes he has to help but he kind of backs off because he's like oh it's feelings yeah all right here we go he's out of his comfort zone he's still gonna help but it's like man i I wish i could just try to punch somebody because that would be a lot easier yeah and i think every uh uh, toxic masculine male feels the same way (laughs) so shout out to you guys (laughs) yeah don't hurl your whiskey tumbler at the um whatever you're playing this from yeah your your eye home Okay, what about Angela? She's really aggressively planning the party. Oh, the luau, yeah. And she actually says she'd be okay with them getting the whole pig from a petting. <laughs> Which is really disturbing. Yeah, but also, um, you can't cook a whole pig before the afternoon. Yeah. Well, I mean, there. what were there? Like, only about six ingredients for a luau. Poi, suckling pig, mm-hmm. Hawaiian skirts... Um, but poi also has ingredients, and we're not sure what those are. I think poi is like fire throwing or juggling kind of sport. I actually was involved in poi for a little while, <laughs> passively. It's one of those things that people do like after the sun has gone down and they can't slack line or hacky sack anymore. <laughs> so um, one time I decided that it was a good idea to sit on someone's feet while they were poying. And my bangs got singed. Wow! So I've really had I've had I've come close to poing to poing poing poing. Poi is also a food, though. Okay, so maybe I was thinking of something different. Well, I don't know. Maybe Michael was wrong. Poi is primarily the traditional staple food in native cuisines of Hawaii, made from the underground plant stem or corm of the taro plant. Corm? How is this? How am I just finding out this is a word? Oh, it's. The taro root? The taro plant. Yeah. What What is corm? Corm. How do you spell know. it? It says the underground plant stem, which I would think of as like a root, but... So yeah. it's like a, a scallion. The, oh, the corm is the underground plant stem, probably. Okay. Anyway, but you're also right. It's also a thing where you throw fire at people. <laughs> I've seen that bangs. before. Yeah. Okay, so that is Angela. Todd Packer's just on the phone, but he's talking about hot Lana. Oh, no. And he actually thinks this photo is pretty hot. But how, do I, you get, how do you get Michael out of it? Uh, I don't think it's really... him off of it because he's not even in the same place as her? I, I don't think it's that hot of a photo. I'm more on Andy's side. Boring. Boring. Call me if she rolls over. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to see her roll over. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's just a little side boob. Yeah. Grow up. Yeah. No, the... The thing about it is it's not the... Let's talk about Jan right now, too. It's not about the photo itself. It's not that the photo is hot. It's that it 
it's evidence that Michael was there with Jan. They, yeah, that exactly. They, that she was clearly like topless while she was with him. That's the whole point. So the people that are looking at the photo, I mean, the warehouse gets it. They have it up, but it's because he um, saw her in his bed at night and then in the morning. He got that corporate booty. Corporate booty hit that corporate booty. <laughs> That's why they're celebrating. Yeah, right? exactly. But like Kevin and and uh, you know they get Todd it. Packard, they're just watching. The, they like the actual physical. Okay, look so of they the, don't it, get it. I don't. Well, I don't, yeah, they I don't, don't think they get the like weightiness of that Michael did this. This is like the thing that someone could use to get Michael fired if they wanted to climb the ladder, which Daryl obviously doesn't. Probably, I guess nobody in the company really does because a lot of them had a chance to do it and Jan doesn't even see it. How does later. Jan not know about this photo? Because, I mean, the whole episode, you're assuming that she's coming down to talk to um, Michael about that. And then she comes down and talks to Michael about Dr. Perry's suggestion to lower her expectations or redefine the word itself about of happiness. Know, lo- yeah, of happiness. Well, I have a question, though question answer what did jan want to say to michael when he she kept calling during the day probably i mean is it what do you she think said that she knew person? about the photo no because i think she found out about it at the deposition okay but i have a theory that jan was not calling to say what she said when she came in person she's probably calling to be like don't mention this to anybody Oh. But then because he kept blowing her off because of the photo, he kind of fell ass backwards into seeming better than her for a minute. Like aloof. Like he didn't care. He wasn't returning her calls. Yeah. And then she likes that because she's a unhealthy person. Manipulative. Yeah. So she liked that. And so she came in and, and said that. That's just a theory I have. Yeah. I could see that happening. I mean, I think that Jan is pretty reactionary. You know, like whatever Michael does, she's gonna react. So, and it's gonna be in a way that's like um, controlling and manipulative so that she has the upper hand. Yeah. And I don't know. Michael's reaction to her saying that is like he fully expected her to basically fire him. I don't know. Like, yeah. Ream him out. Yeah. <laughs> and it what? like, never mind. <laughs> the opposite of that. And like, um michael's walking back to the office like super slowly you know from the warehouse (laughs) he reminds me of my dog during that scene because he's walking super slowly and then he gets in there and she starts talking and he's like damn damn damn." he almost blows it because she sits down and goes why am i here yeah and he's like um Uh, and he's about (laughs) to say but then she's like let me let me tell you a story about my mental health yeah, and, and then uh, he's, and he's like, like, oh. And then the moment that she kind of reveals that she's into him, his whole facial expression and demeanor changes. Like, mm-hmm. oh, she does like me. Yeah. It's just like my dog. It's walking like, super slowly and then, oh, no, I'm in trouble. And then getting there and being like, okay, oh, oh, you do like me. Okay. Yeah, it's like Gambit come in, yeah. my dog, and then he'll he'll be like, and, like, and I'll be like, hey, buddy, what's up? And then he'll be like. <laughs> Uh, and then I'll be like, "Oh, you ate, you like, you licked this trash." <laughs> and I'll be like, "I don't even like that trash." And he'll be like, oh, "Really?" <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, like the the trash thing is more about g- keeping the trash 
off of the floor and out of the yard and also you not getting sick while you eat it yeah more so than it is that i love the trash so much (laughs) that i don't want you to eat it it's like like, that's exactly what i'm trying to say you're just gonna throw that out anyway exactly yeah (laughs) yeah i love steve carell's performance that part where he's just so slow and he's just going to get his punishment like he's like well this is the last time i see of me i spent all day trying to contain this and he knows it's his fault he shouldn't have been cocky with todd packer and sent this to him just to prove he yeah went. he was already telling him i mean and like even if a rumor he, would have been there yeah exactly and even if he just sent it to packer yeah. like packer would have sent it to packaging like you know and even if he hadn't sent it even if there was no photo it would have gotten out anyway mm-hmm. it's actually like good for michael he doesn't have to keep keep this secret i wonder who did take that photo though probably just urkel grew <laughs> probably sandals resort um employee yep we already talked about Daryl at packaging at DenderMifflin.com and his attitude, which... His feet up, his chicken wings. His um, he's very busy down there. Finding the stereo. Love him. Uh, Roy is kind of uh, pretty bro-y. You're the man. You're and a then, rock star. And then the last scene, like, hey, Pam, remember when we were talking about, like, you know, where we should go for a honeymoon, Jamaica or Mexico? I was totally right. Hawaii or Mexico. Oh, Hawaii or Mexico. But yeah, he's assuming Hawaii would be like Jamaica. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think about that? I think it's kind of funny because it's like, you know, Pam kind of needs a little a little chuckle and she's like, yeah, whatever, dude. She's not like, you asshole. Like, why would you say that? She's more just like, oh, yeah. Like, like she's kind of closing the door on that, I feel like, in a way. We'll see. But <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> it's funny because you expect Roy's been such a little needy pushover this season that you expect him to be like, you know, when we wanted to yeah. go this, I really should have, you know, we should have done what you wanted. But instead, he's like, I was the so tropics right. suck. Yeah. Like, which is pretty funny. It is pretty funny. I think it's a really funny line. It's a good I've way to end I've never been to Jamaica, that. though. Neither have I. I feel like it's, to me, it feels like halfway between Mexico and Hawaii in terms of what it, yeah. what I would imagine it would be like. But, yeah. you know, not, well, I've never not been to Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii, Jamaica, or Mexico. You've never been to Mexico? It's nope. right there. No, I haven't. I've been to Canada. Oh, okay. The business i've been on a business trip did you uh see the concierge concierge marie yes i did um and i've been to thailand and korea <laughs> all right south korea oh okay <laughs> not the north they don't let people in there unless you're unless they do and then they don't let you leave yeah exactly <laughs> and he doesn't really do much except for inappropriately act to that joke and say he wants to see jan's boobs i guess and Hannah, I'm glad she's gone. But, Me too. But I hope she wins her lawsuit. <laughs> Me too. Why not? Because oh, why not? And we find out about Jan's psychiatrist, Dr. Perry, and that she's kind of, you know, when people say Jan's crazy. Yeah. I mean, she's seeing a psychiatrist and she's kind of listening to whatever he says. And actually, he sounds kind of crazy. <laughs> because I was just thinking that too. Like, you know, at least she's taking the step to see a psychiatrist. A lot of people don't, especially people who are like Jan. That's scary when you trust someone to be like an unbiased kind of guidance and then they tell you to be with Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Scott. Or like you have self-destructive influences, you should indulge them. Yeah. yeah like, slash those wrists. Okay. For I don't, once. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you're not going to have a patient for very long. Exactly. How is that a sustainable business model? Yeah. You can't let the patient destroy themselves. That's not a good. They tell you that day one in psych school. (laughs) 
keep them alive. Keep getting their money. Oh, um, anyway. Let's talk about our Michael and Jim. Michael and Jim. And Pam. We'll Michael about- and Jim or or Karen and Jim? Because uh, Karen and Jim are going through. Is it Michael dating Jim? No, wait, no, he's dating. No, he's he's dating Karen. Jan. Can- Michael's dating Jan. Well, not officially. Okay. You skeevy perf. <laughs> I like that. Since we just talked about Jan, let's talk about Michael, and then we'll talk about Jim and Pam. Okay, so Michael... His drum gets smashed. <laughs> I love that scene. Right before Jan enters the scene. I think it's pretty poignant. So I almost put this in finer thing, but just the overall arc of his chill vibes disappearing as the day goes on. Like, Yeah. He's like, it's cool. Everything's cool. Then he's like trying to play his conch shell outside. Yeah. It's a conch shell? Isn't that a steel drum? Yeah. I, I didn't see the conch shell. Um, oh okay oh that was that was he was probably like trying to blow into it but yeah. okay we don't see it i was i thought that pam was referring to that i'm like that's not what that's called no it's more like lord of the flies the thing you blow in that yeah um but yeah so he's playing a steel drum outside and stuff even though he's just learning Andy's way better than him already <laughs> um but you kind of see him falling apart and i felt like that before totally i felt like that after memorial day weekend i came in with oh. like you know these chill vibes yeah. i went on a, a nice vacation and came back and um you know four hours into the day i was like okay well that was a waste because now i'm <laughs> having to put out fires everywhere well and like specifically when i went to mexico or or el salvador or somewhere you know the amsterdam <laughs> and like you buy things there you know just yeah. like things from like the side of the street or whatever like a headband or something like that it feels right to wear it and then you come back and you're like this is what i look like now yeah I'm exactly wearing this, i'm wearing this shirt with the v and like it's like a not stretchy shirt you know one of those and i got the headband on but then within a little bit our culture knocks you back into this yeah reality goes, you can't of, wear like, that anymore you look self-awareness like moron. yeah and then you're like but i didn't there i i felt it was fine yeah exactly everyone was dressed kind of like this and I think that's what he's really doing, although he does kind of express it in a, you know, you could also say cultural appropriation, but yeah, I mean, these people that make it are selling them to people so that they'll buy it. Like, yeah, I, it's it's a fine line there. There's like things like, you know, if you go to the, these Native American areas and like the Four Corners, they'll sell you Indian jewelry or Native American jewelry, but wearing them isn't necessarily like appropriation if you bought them there. Because, Especially from a Native artist. Yeah, but... You can't tell everyone that sees you with it. I bought this from a native artist right away. So then yeah. you're going to stop wearing it. And eventually you're going to stop buying it because you don't want to be accused of being. And then those those people are just going to be out of a job. Yeah. I, that's a really interesting perspective because in Thailand, there was this one island that had become so overrun with party bros. You know, there's these women going around selling these like beautiful handmade bracelets but they said the weird things like sexy and like, <laughs> and, like and it's just so weird how, that intersection of capitalism versus like mm-hmm. volunteerism and like um of just straight up like tourism with like buckets of alcohol and you know like how does the the local population you know because yeah. i mean i'm sure when michael was in jamaica he had to go to a braid shop and be like, hey, I want a braid in my hair. Yeah. And they're like, whatever, dude, you know? And is that cultural appropriation? Um, I guess, yeah, once you get back to the United States and you're wearing a suit. But it's kind of like, where are you going to cut, like, draw the line? Because there's people 
you know, like all cultures are borrowing from each other and stuff. So the, I guess the problem with with what you do a lot of time is like what he's really doing that shows that it's culture appropriation rather than what he's actually wearing is like his whole attitude. Which yeah. is like he's gotten the vibe that everyone in Jamaica just parties all the time and that's what they do. And you can like borrow all their music and culture and like what they're wearing and stuff like that. But that might be really important to those people. And you yeah. just grabbed it and were like, what, now what I'm they're chill, all about bro. is, yeah, yeah. Is you like drink in the afternoon. Yeah. And like that's, so now we're going to be living their lifestyle. Yeah. But like that's, he's doing it kind of like in an extreme. There's like other things where you like go to a culture and you're like, well, they take a nap every afternoon. That's pretty nice. Like the, the attitude that some of these people have is is actually a lot nicer and healthier than what we have. And taking on some of that isn't wrong, but he's doing it in the worst way, which is let's make a Halloween shop version of this make a like a cheap party well and while we're doing like inventory exactly and like he also experienced it from sandals resort jamaica versus yeah actually you know the interacting people he saw with people that were local or you yeah. know the people he saw are like employees there exactly most or they're like employees vendors. of sandals resort yeah so. so he doesn't really know he says in jamaica they don't make you do things like inventory it's like you're at a resort they didn't make you do anything except <laughs> check out of your room by noon on the day that you needed to leave yeah and like i don't know not pee in the hot tub <laughs> yeah they don't they don't ask That's a lot it. of you when you're That's on a, an inclusive resort yeah I don't no they yeah. don't but yeah okay so um so that's michael well, and, and also, last thing is, with his relationship with Jan, he says that she's very clear she didn't want to date him, which she must have been really clear because even he got it, you know. Um, but my favorite quote of his is the, just two like souls having a romantic time in the most romantic place on Earth. <laughs> Earth. Is that enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And you get like his little, he was just so honored to be there. Yeah, he with really her was. And sharing it and everything. He really was. Hmm. What do you think about about his uh, mental health and his relationship? Like, it's gonna go downhill pretty quickly. I mean, he it's set up for failure. He doesn't like her. It's no. just that no one's liked him. He's completely confused the situation. Well, I mean, Jan wasn't even his first choice to go to Sandals. It was Carol. <laughs> third so, choice. Yeah, third choice. He Second asked choice Pam. Was, oh <laughs> right? no! And then and then he asked. Uh, the girl from Benihana. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yikes. And the thing about Jan is that, like, she's not really even into him either. It's just that she's indulging in her, what does she say? Self-destructive tendencies. Yeah. And, like, that's such a mean comment. If Michael had any sense, like, he would realize that what Jan is saying is yeah. actually pretty cruel. But instead, he's like, who's Dr. Perry? <laughs> yeah. Did he tell you? To don't stop believing. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. And when Jan says all that and then Michael tries to say, I feel the same way, she's like, duh. Like, this was about me deciding whether or not yeah, to do this, not exactly. whether or not we're deciding to do yeah, this. Yeah, d- she doesn't give him any autonomy. And then when he says, you complete me, um, she's just even more like, oh, God, like, yeah. what am I getting into? Which, I mean, in like, is a sweet gesture if someone, like, I don't know, someone named Holly or something like that, like, would see that, then they would probably really appreciate it. But with Jan, it's like, oh, my God, this is so self-destructive. Well, and also, he doesn't actually feel like that. This is just, like, 
things he's seen in movies he, like, that he's trying what to he put together. Thinks, yeah. yeah, what he thinks she would like. And that power dynamic will eventually flop, which is cool and satisfying when that does happen in a way. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've seen on some of the Facebook groups and I mean, stuff like that where people send that like The Office, this episode, you know, and then whatever minute that was. And then they looked it up and it was the him saying, you complete me. And I'm like, are you hoping she turns it off in two seconds? Because the face that Jan looks completely negates that you know yeah yeah it would be like like uh i feel so optimistic and then sharing the part from kick-ass where the guy like jumps off a building and then <laughs> and then like hopefully you turn it off before you see that he actually can't fly and he just <laughs> died on the sidewalk yeah it's such a weird turnaround and i from the comments i didn't gather that was really clear to, to people they were like oh what a sweet gesture like that is not a sweet moment no it's not at all it's actually pretty sad <laughs> at best it's cliched and at worst which is what it actually is is not reciprocal no and not even true for michael yeah but what about Chim manufactured and, and karen i guess um, all together <laughs> so i mean there's some uh tension already because karen's like sitting in a different chair um she's living in a hotel um and she can't even move two blocks down from jim yeah it's weird. It's like she just wants a place to live. He's either overreacting because he thinks that it's too intimate, which he does. Mm -hmm. But also, is that why Karen wanted to move there? Or does she just see a place to rent? She probably just sees a place to rent. Like, I mean, I feel like two blocks down is actually kind of like convenient because you do have your own space. You yeah. don't have to hang out all the time, but you can if you want. And those booty calls are so close. Yeah, exactly. The corporate booty. <laughs> or just the Scranton booty. Yeah. Well, so Pam helps kind of. Like, they make a bigger deal about her helping. She just listens for one sentence and then says, I think you should go take it easy on her. And that's that's it. Then Jim makes a gesture. Hands like, her the lease that she, like, dropped on the floor. Yeah. Or pretends. Yeah, it gives her that. Well, how did he have the lease? <laughs> He probably just printed it off. Do they get that something. serious? Oh, okay. I thought it was like, yeah, like the listing or something. But yeah. Um, and then she's like, serious. And then then she, Karen tells Pam, thanks so much, blah, blah, blah. And that's when Pam, I know, like realizes that she's doing something for a friend, but it's hurting her. Right. Because I do think she was trying to help. Yeah, she was. She, she wasn't like It was doing very it genuine. No. Because she could have said other things. She like, could have yeah, said. Man, yeah, dog, you don't want to get tied down like that. Yeah. Except with me. Yeah. But instead, or she's like, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll decide who ties who down later. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I, I do think that Pam uh, had a conflicting emotion about that. Like you said, I think it was just because, yeah, it was, it was a, she can't really be a good friend and supportive, and except because then it's helping them stay together. She, she like feels bad that she played a part in them like getting closer. Yeah, because she would like to be that person, but... Also, Jim has his doubts, obviously, and she's like, kind of like, don't don't worry about your doubts. I mean, but, but his really... his doubts are unreasonable because it's not like they're living together after one month; like they're still living in separate houses. So yeah, and also, was there another? Is that the only place? Like, he's like, he's like, no, stay in the hotel. I mean, it's Scranton. Like, what does he expect? You yeah. know, like if a place opens up, it's probably in the best part of town. If he's renting there. You know, like, you I don't know, like, by single. the quarry. <laughs> I don't know what Scranton is like, I don't but know. yeah. I mean, we live two blocks apart. That's true. It's and a little like, close, though. 
It, so I, could you move to a hotel? <laughs> I was here first. So, okay, um, and also, yeah. um, Pam said it was okay. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. You're being ridiculous. Aren't you? <laughs> okay, well, cool. Let's give out our dundies and then rate our episode. So, my dundie is gonna go to... This is hard. There's not many characters. Oh, I know how many of mine, too. Okay. Sounds like you don't know yet. <laughs> so, I'm gonna give mine... To Daryl for finding the iPod. It's the best day of his life. He the knew he'd I turn home. up. Nice. iHome and the iPod's in it. So I can't believe they lost it, but I guess inventory was worth it because although it really doesn't seem like anyone is doing anything for inventory, they're all just sitting. What do you think Daryl has on his iPod? Run DMC. Uh probably Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> um I'm gonna give mine to Pam. Okay. Even though she had bad style. Like she, <laughs> she really like was selfless and you know listening and she's really making an effort to be closer to Karen. You could see that in the last episode and this episode. She's just really, she's got her back, which is really great for Karen because she doesn't have a lot of friends. It's Grant and her boyfriend doesn't even want her to move like two blocks away. So yeah, but Pam. get off the cross, Pam. Yeah. But, no, I agree. Yeah, all Karen has now is Andy, and they're not friends at all. No. They have a really hot and, cold, <laughs> hot and cold, passionate <laughs> friendship. <laughs> and I think it's cold right now because they don't ever talk. <laughs> and also, Andy's an idiot. So Yeah. And let's rate our episode on our scale that goes from seven, absolutely I do, to one. This just stinks. Um, so six is... <laughs> pretzel day beach day a little stitious garbage the cat wait no alfredo's oh. pizza cafe little stitious garbage the cat oh, yeah. alfredo's. one two three beach day okay, <laughs> okay. oh you just said it <laughs> let me see what i was gonna pick i'll just try to access the part of my brain that didn't hear that <laughs> i um, always do that uh yeah i have I would say pretzel day or beach day, but yeah. I, but I'll say I'll say beach day. It's really good episode. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, super fun and like it's got. I think the tension is really high in this episode. Yeah, and there's not a lot of characters, which I don't mind because yeah. you got to focus on the ones that are present. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple like one liners that are good from other characters, so you know they're there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, great episode all around. Arkel Greer really killed it on this episode. She really did. Arkel Greer. Send us an email at the podcast at gmail.com. Join our Facebook club, the Finer Things Club on Facebook, where you can talk about these things and also answer our polls and see what other listeners share memes and stuff. And rate us on iTunes. We don't have any reviews. So if you put one in there, we'll read it out. Hey, you could even promote your own thing in the review and then we'd read it out. And you'd be promoting your own thing. And but don't even, be too blatant about it. We'd even read a bad review, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, we'll do that. But but if you're going to write one, why are you even listening? Just turn it off. Exactly. So don't do it. But if you do, we'll read it and then we'll have a rebuttal. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we will not take it lying down. <laughs> we'll read it. We're going to. I know that sometimes we're factually we're gonna... inaccurate. Sometimes I think that is Mariah Carey when it's really, um, what's your name? Oh, yeah. I feel so bad because... 
Addie told me to correct that in the last episode and I said sure and then I forgot yeah and then someone <laughs> told us and I was like okay well now I look like an idiot but I'm not but in fairness you were an idiot during the podcast <laughs> no actually, I even played that clip I'm an idiot I even what I did played is, that clip I looked it up I thought you had said something it was like a dream and then I like Pat looked, Benatar. I got Pat Benatar and Mariah Carey. They're totally different people. I know. Mixed but up. I looked it up and it said Mariah Carey. And I'm like, oh, she was right. But I didn't actually listen to it. <laughs> oh, so I probably did the right. same thing you did. <laughs> we belong together versus we belong. Oh, I thought you meant because we both made the same mistake. It was <laughs> really the same. We belong on this podcast. Yeah. And you belong to listen to it. So thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> and you belong You might have noticed that a couple weeks ago we published a new episode, but we also republished an old episode because an, a listener emailed in and said that that one wasn't working. Oh, yeah. So we had two episodes come out. That might have confused you. And if it did, I'm sorry. But something embarrassing happened, which another listener pointed out on our Facebook group, which is that we in- introduced the director, uh, Tina Collada or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Tina I think you mean Tina Kalala. I don't remember what her name was, but <laughs> we made a joke where we sang it like a song. <laughs> and then that happened in both of those episodes. <laughs> so I listened to them to make sure they're okay. And then back to back, making the exact same joke and not saying we made it before. <laughs> How embarrassing. But that's going to happen more and more. It's only season three. We don't oh, have time no. to remember we, everything and, we say. Yeah. And we also like only have a limited number of jokes. That's so, true. you know. The barrel is still half empty. <laughs> We're half full, however you want to look at it. But, you know, I mean, I do like the listeners keeping us in check. Because yeah. who else will? <laughs> That's... Because we trouble. won't. We won't. Yeah. We're going to be like, have you ever noticed? And then it'll be like, yes. <laughs> but only people that listen to the episodes all at once are going to notice that. If they listen to it slowly over time, they'll probably forget like us. Maybe a little bit less so. Maybe more so. But if we republish episodes and they have the exact same joke in them, I feel like it's impossible not to notice. <laughs> so let's not do that again. <laughs> oh, no. Well, you caught us. Oh, well. Red-handed. Tina Colada. And getting caught you. in the ring. <laughs>